Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Everybody, welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Joining me tonight, Garrett Price, Shevin Nooney. How are we doing today, gentlemen? Good. How are you doing, bud? Doing I'm good. How good. are you guys doing? Good, good. Great to be back. It's my favorite time of the week. Hopefully, it's your favorite time of the week, too. Especially that one guy in China that downloaded our podcast. Thanks, buddy. We appreciate it. Yeah. Konnichiwa. So, <laughs> oh, isn't that, isn't that Japan? I have no idea. I just, wow. Uh, Way to be a racist start. jerk, Shev. <laughs> Hey, look, I'm not racist. Know? No, don't, <laughs> don't you dare. <laughs> well, look, oh, I just look at the analytics. We're now down to zero downloads in China. <laughs> they undownloaded us? I, apparently, you could do that. That's really bad. Well, it is China, so maybe the government undownloaded us for them. That could be true. We should stop talking about China's government right now yeah, before they hack in. They hack into my poultry bank account, but so. Oh my gosh! Let's pod, get, we're a minute thirty-eight in, and this pod's already off the rails. <laughs> in all fairness, were we ever on the rails? I mean, come on. That's true. You know, we better get back on topic. I'm sure there's somebody out there screaming like, "I need to know what Mike thinks about fantasy football," because everybody cares. Anyway, so let's start with the news. Uh, kind of one of the bigger signings of the week, I think. Gerald McCoy signs with the Carolina Panthers goes up north a little bit to a division rival. Um, really going to bolster the Panthers' front seven there. Why didn't he just come to Cleveland? That you know ticks what? me off. That's a good question because I thought that would be a really good fit. Like, uh, he came and visited, and like it seemed like it was going to be a done deal. There was already rumors about trades, uh, Cleveland trading for him before this. Uh, he even had a chance at Baltimore, which is another good team. Like, with, with all the stuff going on with Cam Shoulder – that just seemed like a weird landing spot to me, but ah, what do I know? Yeah, I mean, I think it's weird too, unless he's playing for when Will Greer comes in and saves the day. I, I don't know. I, I thought, think, I think he's just kind of trying to get back at the Bucks and kind of maybe play him twice a year and just hopefully make him pay for maybe cutting him. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's a good point, and I think it was a stupid move by the Bucks too. You cut this guy who you drafted and. You bring in Indomica Sue. I mean, yeah, he's a cheaper option at this point in his career, but is he going to be as productive? I don't know. Uh, also, further north from Carolina, Jay Gruden says Alex Smith is progressing nicely. So what does that mean for Alex Smith? I, I mean, I'm I'm sure he's probably been dropped in almost 100% of dynasty leagues out there. He would have to be, right? I, I mean, could we have the – First ever 
four-player quarterback camp battle. I mean, we got Colt McCoy. We got Case Keenum. Alex Smith, magically, like just some magic powder sprinkled on that leg. He's good now, apparently. And we got Dwayne Haskins, the guy they drafted in the first round. So, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I now kind of want it to happen. All right, so basically what you're saying is we have a rookie who, while he was good in college, very good in college, I don't want to just say good, and we have three other team washouts. Could this be the most mediocre camp battle for the quarterback starting position in history? Exactly. (laughs) I just hope he's able to walk this season, Alex Smith. I mean, when I saw the picture of him, like in his cast that he had, it looked like like somebody that has – uh, the the braces and all that crazy stuff in their mouth with the head. I mean, I just couldn't believe it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen there. But progressing nicely with that type of injury, that doesn't necessarily mean ready for camp. So Yeah, that probably honestly means he might be able to play in 2020. Yeah, for another team. Um, moving, oh, let's go even farther north. Uh, it looks like Matt Lacoste is set to start the season at the Patriots starting tight end. So that's coach speak for right now but 27 receptions on 41 targets and 272 yards and one touchdown in his career which is a couple years here stash and grab i mean if he's the starting tight end week one for the new england patriots are you gonna roll him out there i know i am i won't be um i think part of that reasoning is because we saw we saw what happened to gronk last year And I think Tom Brady, as much as he loved Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski when they were in their prime and in their heyday, I think we saw that he's not necessarily in love with the tight end position, but he's in love with the playmakers. And Rob was no longer a playmaker last year, and so he put the ball in the hands of the guys that can make plays. And so I think we've somewhat unfairly pigeonholed like the New England Patriots as this tight end fantasy land that is going to be amazing every every year and every time it was like Martellus Bennett in there he did he had some games that were okay but he wasn't a consistent starter when Gronk was out Um, anybody else that they've put in there that who else do they have Dwayne Allen he wasn't consistently good without him so I'm it's more of a if I have him I'm holding because sure is the upside there in a New England Patriots offense absolutely but I'm not necessarily trying to bank on that as a week one starter for me personally. So it's funny because they had Austin Safari and Jenkins who they cut. Um, let's see. One of the guys just in my one league traded for our Austin Safari and Jenkins <laughs> and he gave up. Uh, this is, there's too much stuff in here, but he got, Albert Wilson, Austin Safarian Jenkins, Deshaun Hamilton, a 2023rd and a 2019 first, which is the 104. We didn't do our draft yet. And he gave up 2019 third, 2019 first, which is the 107, 2019 third, which is the 301, and a 2022nd. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You got two decent receivers and ASJ. And he's like, his exact response, starting tight end for the Patriots, bro. I'm like, all right, well. <laughs> How'd that work out? <laughs> um, so Seattle is also impressed with DeKale and Zacharias Metcalf. They have big plans for him. What do you think those big plans are? Catch two balls for 80 and the next week do nothing? 
I would have to say something to do with the red zone. I mean, the way he ran that route the other day, I'm not impressed at all. Uh, I know he's a big athletic guy, but uh, man, I, I think he's going to see more of his um, more of his production coming in the red zone. I think that's where he's going to uh, strive at this season. Did he do a lot of that in college? To be honest with you, I, I really don't know. Most of the film I watched on him was just him beating up a cornerback that's like eight inches shorter than him mm-hmm. and then running 80 yards downfield. So can he do it? I don't know. I guess we'll see. Uh, what I saw today, the Jets re-signed Bilal Powell. I don't know if I said his name right. Uh, whatever. Does this <laughs> Is anybody going to roster him? Uh, pro- I mean, the hard part is all it really did was muddy the handcuff to Le'Veon Bell because now is it him? Is it Elijah McGuire? Is it Trenton Cannon? Is it Ty Montgomery? It, it's so hard to know who to roster with Bell. So unless you're rocking like 35-man rosters or something crazy, like there's no way that you're going to be able to just grab all of those guys just in case. So it just muddied the water is all it really did. So what I do in situations like that, here's some dynasty strategy. Uh, if I have Bell, I don't get his handcuff. If I don't know who the clear-cut hand up, handcuff is, I try to get somebody else's handcuff and then trade them to that person when their starter goes down. There you go. Um, that's It's worked for me so far. Um, I did see a sleeper update. Antonio Callaway wants 1,000 yards this year. I got to be honest with you, with all the targets in Cleveland, I think 1,000 yards are going to be tough for Antonio yeah. Callaway to get. Yeah, I want a new car, but just because I want something doesn't mean it's going to happen. Like, I hate those updates. Like, so and so has big plans for a season. Like, yes, everyone has big plans for their season. No one goes in the season like, you know, I'd be really happy with twenty catches and uh, two hundred and twelve yards. Like, come on, like, those those are that's not news. I know, but there's not a lot going on right now. I got to do something. All right, well then let's get let's get to the last one Carson Wentz signs a four-year 128 million extension with 108 million dollars guaranteed my wife says I don't know what I would do with that much money to which I replied I do um I think a lot of people were saying that this is a bad move now I think it's a great move now um you're basically hitting him when he's down because he's been injured the last couple years so if he goes out and has a career year this year and you didn't extend him now you got to pay him for that. Now, when you're looking at it from a division perspective as well, Dak Prescott, who's been healthy, I'll give him credit for that, he's probably going to want more than that, which is going to severely cripple the Dallas Cowboys in their salary cap space. So it would be really hard for them to extend Zeke and uh, Amari Cooper. So uh, another strategic play by the Eagles front office, who did also lose Joe Douglas today. He is now the new GM of the New York Jets. So sad to see you go, Joe, but good luck in New York with that crazy SOB Adam gaze. <laughs> so that's that's all for the news today. Let's do a price check with Garrett Price. All right. So I was looking through a couple of things and I was trying to decide what do I want to do the price check on this week? There was a couple of different things that stuck out. And then there was something that I found really fascinating And I think part of it is because of my personal strategy at the position for the most part. I usually don't like to pay a huge premium for the tight ends unless it's specifically in a tight end premium league. I usually like to try to wait a little while, take a couple shots on a couple of guys that I think have good upside. But when I saw this ADP, this was fascinating to me. So if you're in a dynasty league, 
well, and you probably are if you're listening to the show. Um, but if you're you're in a dynasty league, here's some names to consider. All of these all of these tight ends right now, currently ADP wise, according to DLF, are after pick uh, in a 12 team league. It would be round 13, pick 11. So basically, fourth 14th round on. All right, all these guys are available. Jay Sternberger, Mark Andrews, Dawson Knox, Mike Jacecki, and Ian Thomas. All all of those guys are available in the 14th round, basically. So if I'm if I'm seeing this, I'm probably going to wait on tight end, and I'm probably going to take one of these guys in the 12th, one of these guys in the 13th, and one of these guys in the 14th, and feel really good about my chances that one of these guys breaks out to a level where they're at least a top, you know, 10 tight end. So where's the ADP for Austin Hooper? Austin Hooper, who is the greatest human being of all time, <laughs> is currently at round 10, pick 10. Hmm. Uh, so 118th overall. Yeah. Would you say that Austin Hooper is your boy? Austin Hooper is my boy. He's my boy, Blue. You know, we did get some critiques from friends of the show this week. And um, while it was friendly, they said we got to stand our ground and stomp your feet and wave your arms for your boy. So Garrett's my boy. Chev's my boy. And if Austin Hooper is Garrett's boy, he's all our boy. Right, guys? Oh, yeah. Austin Hooper. Woohoo. Yeah. So here's the deal. <laughs> Woohoo. So to the guys at the Back Row Fantasy Show. You find a guy in Austin Hooper's tier. Uh, I don't want to hear anything about Travis Kelsey or anything like that. We're talking tiers here. And if you want to know more about tiers, Ryan McDowell loves tiers. You know, the, the guy from DLF. He, he loves tearing stuff up. And tears he's awesome for fears. That's right. Um, we'll, we'll figure some sort of bet out. You know, maybe a guy like Njoku. I think they're high on Njoku out there in Ohio. So, well, where Garrett is also. But... Um, let us know. Rewind versus back row. Let's see what we got. We're going to stand by our boy. So that was the price check and challenge issued to the back row fantasy show. So tonight we're going to be talking about rookies that could be starters both in the NFL and on your fantasy team. We're keeping in mind that just because a guy doesn't necessarily start when the game starts and they have the little graphics on the bottom of the screen, um, he could still be a productive guy for you. So uh, our first rookie starter, we're going to go with the most obvious one, That even though I didn't have him on my list for some reason. Uh, Josh Jacobs, the new running back for the Oakland Raiders. What do you guys think about Josh Jacobs? Is he, is he going to be day one, or are they going to roll uh, Doug Martin out there for a little bit? Let me say this. If you draft a running back in the first round, a running back in the first round, he should start for you. Now, I know Pete Carroll feels a little differently, but if you draft a running back in the first round, he should start from day one. I would be highly, highly surprised if Josh Jacobs is not the starter day one. You agree with that, Chef? Yeah, I definitely think he's going to be the starter day one. I mean, the good thing I, I think about Josh Jacobs is the tread that he has still on his tires. I mean, he didn't have to do too much in college, uh, especially with Damian Harris there. And, I mean, he's just been able to kind of just ride the wave and kind of stay out of uh, health troubles, too, just by not having as many touches as a lot of the other guys in uh, in this draft. So I really think he's going to be a guy that can probably see 
a lot of touches in this next upcoming season. I think he's going to be a guy that just takes over that backfield and he's going to run with it, I think. So I agree 100%. He's going to see a lot of touches. My only thing is because he was never, quote-unquote, the guy at at Alabama, Mm -hmm. I don't think for the first couple weeks he's going to be as studly as people expect him to be. So don't go into it thinking that Jacobs is going to be your RB1 from the get-go. I feel like he might need a little bit more time to establish himself uh, to that elite tier. So what do you guys want to do? You want to talk? You want to stick with running backs? You want to go to wide receiver, tight end? We can can run a theme. I'm fine with that. All right, let's stick with running backs for right now. This one might shock some people, but I feel like he's one injury away because of the two guys in front of him. Benny Snell, the running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I feel like James Conner gets hurt. Maybe Jalen Samuels isn't the next guy up. Maybe they like Benny Snell and the way he runs better. What do you guys think? Go ahead, Chef. Yeah, I think for me, um, I don't. I think Benny Snell is kind of not a guy that I think is going to be a starter. Uh, definitely not in the beginning of the season or halfway through the season. I think he's going to be a guy that uh, possibly is just stuck behind two backs. That I mean, he will have a chance if they do get injured, but I think um, I just don't see him getting too much looks uh, to start the season or even halfway through the season. I think James Conner and Jalen Samuels are going to carry that. I think they've both proven that they can uh, be those backs that can kind of uh, do it on their own. I mean, they have a little help, but I think those guys can can hold the load. Um, Benny Snell could get his chance if people were to get injured, uh, but I just think he he's just stuck in a muddy backfield right now. I'm, I just don't see it uh, being a starter in your fantasy or uh, even on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, you agree, I'm, Garrett? Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I I don't think there's any scenario where he's the week one starter. Um, and, and that's not what you suggested necessarily, but I think that's literally outside of injury. That's a 0% chance. Um, if there's an injury, my guess is I know they haven't deployed this a lot, but I, I'm, I'm starting to get the sneaky suspicion that they aren't super opposed to a, a, a running back by committee. So I, th- I think there's going to be some touches to go around. So, I do think at some point in the season, Benny Snell will be involved, especially if there is an injury. Um, but I'm, I'm not hedging any, or I'm not making any bets that that would be the case. So my whole reason for putting Benny Snell on the list, um, James Conner's injuries have a small part of that, but I think the, the Steelers GM came out and said a couple weeks ago, whoever's playing well at that time at the end of preseason will quote unquote be the bell cow. So, that kind of makes this muddled situation a little worse, I think, because, sure. you know, what in the world does that actually mean? So um, I feel like he could potentially later on down the season, not right away, be a starter for your team. All right, so sticking with running backs, let's go to Chicago. David Montgomery, let's go to our resident Bears fan first. Tell me your thoughts on David Montgomery, Chef. See, I, I think I beat beat the table hard enough for him already, so I kind of want to hear what Garrett has to say because, I mean, I think everybody that listens to our podcast knows that I love this guy so much, and I think he can do big things with the Bears. I think him and uh, Tariq are going to do, uh, do very well together. I think it's going to be a good combination for them. I think uh, Montgomery is going to get a little more touches than Tariq, but, I mean, I think, I think everybody knows I already love this guy. I mean, I think I picked him number two overall in our mock draft that we did. 
and I, I, I just rave about him every time I'm on here. So, Garrett, what, what do you think about him? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think he's a really talented football player. I know that all of the measurables weren't what people wanted them to be necessarily. He's not overly fast. He's not overly um, quick. He's pretty strong, but he, I wouldn't necessarily consider him like a power back. However, just he's a film watcher's dream. He does everything really well on film, really good contact balance, uh, catches the ball well. And I don't think Mike Davis poses any real threat. And so I think all of the – well, I shouldn't say all, but I think most of the first and second down work will be Montgomery. But I think he'll even surprise at times, and I think he'll be there uh, on third downs at times as well. I do think Tariq Cohen's still going to get his touches. I still think he's going to be a very valuable back for fantasy this season. But I uh, I really like Montgomery, and I think he's the day one starter. Garrett, while you you were saying film watcher's dream, I know you're high on this guy, and I didn't have him on the list originally just because the situation out there is super murky. Daryl Henderson. Yeah, Henderson's a good one. I'm I'm higher than most of the dynasty nerds guys on Henderson, but I feel like I'm lower on Henderson than most of the rest of the general public. I, at this point, still have no desire to take him in the first round. I I don't think I would touch any running back in the first round unless I thought there was a clear path to at least being the lead back in a committee. And I still don't think that's going to be the case. I do think he'll get touches, and I think the arthritis in Todd Gurley's knee is a very real thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm more or less trying to avoid the whole situation at this point. All right. Uh, I would agree with that too. I'm I'm just not going to take him, and maybe it comes back to bite me. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think you can take him in the late first round. Say you do have Todd Gurley, and you just want to have that safety blanket. I think I think I would be fine with probably taking him at the end of the first round just to have that safety blanket. Honestly, even if Gurley's out though, I feel like um, who is it? Malcolm Brown that they re-signed to that offer sheet. Um, you know he's there too, and. Would they pay him three, four million bucks? So I feel like he's a guy that they're going to let him get beat up instead of a guy like Henderson who has a little bit more draft capital. So mm-hmm. um, I think that would be a true running back by committee if Gurley went out for an extended period of time. Uh, so our next running back, we have Miles Sanders, running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. He was a second-round pick. Um, I might surprise some people when I say this, but depending on how training camp goes, if he can't pass block, and he can't pick up the passing schemes. Hey, you know what? Week one, I wouldn't be surprised if he was in street clothes on the sideline and they were letting Wendell Smallwood take the beats after Jordan Howard. Whoa, wait. You're Oof. giving my man. You're giving my man Miles Sanders, who's on your team. He is. On well, your I, Philadelphia Eagles. Well, technically, it's You're Jeff giving Lurie's this man Ronald Jones treatment? <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, I've seen him do things like this before. They like street take clothes. it slow. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Well, he might wear, like, you know how sometimes they wear the jersey and sweatpants? <laughs> that That's, like, semi-formal. My, my attire. on his head just hanging yeah. out. For clarification, my issue with this comment was not his attire. <laughs> <laughs> my, my issue with the comment was you don't think he's even going to be active on the first, uh, in the first game. It's a possibility. Give me, give me the percent chance that you think that happens. 25%. Okay, so you still think it's relatively unlikely, but you do think there's a chance. 
There is a chance, and I'm going to say, from what I've heard coming out of Eagles OTAs, um, by the way, everybody looks great in OTAs, don't they? They isn't really that, do. Isn't that oh, amazing? Give me Devontae Parker. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fire me up. <laughs> it, I mean, isn't it amazing when nobody's trying to cover you how great these receivers are? I know. Uh, but what I'm hearing is that Jordan Howard has been working a lot on his receiving game, and that's going to be huge to the Eagles. I still think he's one and done in Philadelphia. Um, I know it was a two-year deal, but I think they move him. So there's, I, I guess that's a hot take right there. I, I know I'm going to get blasted for that, but – I mean, Jordan Howard, he's a good running back. I mean, he's got over 1,000 yards the last three seasons or something like that. I saw a crazy stat the other day. But, I mean, I don't know if I see Miles Sanders at street clothes. If if it happens, I mean, we might have to make a bet on this possibly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you you two should make a bet on that. Oh, well, uh, no, no, there's three of us here. I, I, hey, I'm more than happy to be in this bet. <laughs> don't, get me, don't get me wrong. Now we're talking. I don't know. The last time I bet with you, I lost, and I had to put a really, really corny Twitter profile picture up. So. Hey, my daughters love My Little Pony. <laughs> I bet that they do. That's great. <laughs> Did they help? So, um, But I guess talking more on Miles Sanders, he's going to be a huge fantasy asset for years to come. Uh, I don't see him doing much this year. The Eagles just – I know we're all talking about the running back by committee – and one day this will not be a running back by committee. I think Sanders is going to be a three-down back, uh, just not right now. A year, two, tops, and then he's a top-flight running back. So uh, anybody else want to add anything to Miles Sanders? Nope, I'm good. Okay. Uh, so let's switch it over. What are you feeling next? Wide receiver, tight end? You pick Shep. Chev's muted right now. Oh, there's Chev's yeah, come on, Oh, man. my bad. Break. Well, I'm break, sorry. Man. You were muted. I'm sorry. Uh, no, that was my fault. I was like, yeah, Chev, since you're not here, why don't you pick something, sucker? <laughs> you guys you... know my computer only lasts about 30 minutes. So you guys got to <laughs> give me a break sometimes. Sometimes I got to hustle for you boys. They do have these things called chargers now. Uh, we're set to go now. We're charged up. We got Miles Sanders in street clothes. He's putting my charger in the computer. We're good to go. <laughs> Chev, what do you want to talk about next? Wide receivers or tight ends? Uh, let's go let's go tight ends. Let's switch it up a little bit. Okay. I like the way you think. Uh let's start with who to start with? Oh, I wish I could read this handwriting. I'll tell you what, a guy that I'm really high on, Jay Sternberger. Um I know that Jimmy Graham is a name, but ugh yuck. I love Sternberger. I feel like he should be the week one starter. What do you guys think? Chef, what do you think since you picked the tight ends? Yeah, I think I think we're gonna see Jimmy Graham to start it off. Uh, I think they're gonna kind of push him and see if he he can get the job done and kind of let Sternberger kind of sit back and kind of learn the offense a little bit better and kind of then throw him in. Uh, but I definitely love Sternberger's potential. I think he's gonna be a, a big key asset to them being uh, pretty good in the next coming years. Not not as good as the Bears, but um, but I think I think having Sternberger, I think he's gonna be he could probably be a starter. Probably five or six games in, uh, Jimmy Graham's always had that uh, trouble with injuries, and I think I think uh, if you have Jimmy Graham, uh, once he has that one big game early on in the season, you might want to find a way to get him uh, off your team and find some uh, trade assets to get. I uh, I like Sternberger. He's of that group that I read earlier. He's probably on the on the lower end. 
Uh, I like guys like like Dawson Knox a little bit more, uh, Jacecki a little bit more, just on on pure upside. Because um, there there is still some concern, even though I'm not a guy that that loves to buy the narratives. We still haven't seen a tight end be super successful with Aaron Rodgers yet. Uh, not saying it couldn't happen. It's a new offense. It's absolutely a possibility. Um, so, especially with his blocking concerns, I don't think that he's going to be the week one starter. I think it's going to take him a little bit longer than some of the other ones to come along. Okay, well, I like to disagree with you because I think he should be the week one starter. Should or will? Should. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm trying to stall because I was trying to look something up. Didn't Jared Cook play with Green Bay at one point in time? Jared Cook played with Green Bay at one time. Yep, he was just there for one season. Um, Did he make that big catch against Dallas in the playoffs? I could be wrong. Um, I honestly don't remember. He could have. Well, I'm just looking at. To beat him, I know that. I'm just looking at his um, his regular season stats, and yeah, you know what? When he was there, uh, fifty one targets, thirty catches, three hundred seventy seven yards, and one touchdown. Exactly. So yeah, and his middle name is Allen. In case anyone's wondering about that. Well, there so, we go. Yeah. So okay. So you guys are out on Sternberger for right now, but I think we could all agree that long term he will be a viable fantasy yeah, asset. Yeah, I I do like him long term. Okay. Um. You know what? Why don't we stick in the division? I had him. I forgot to mention Irv Smith before. Um. I know there's a lot of drama going around with Kyle Rudolph. I guess they put out an offer and he didn't take it. Like he felt slighted or something like that. I don't know. Sorry, somebody wants to pay you millions of dollars over five years. That must be awful, Kyle Rudolph. Uh, what do you, what do you guys think about Irv Smith? I know some people are saying that he's only six two, but I mean, if you watch his film, the dude's productive. Yeah, he was a productive player. I've never been the biggest Irv Smith fan. Um, I do think this is a good landing spot if Rudolph isn't a huge issue, which. It's it's so hard to say what exactly is going to happen there if he gets dealt, if he signs a six year extension. Like there's there's all these different rumors floating around, so it's tough to say exactly what will happen there. But I do I do think that he will be a productive player. I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure that I see the ceiling on Irv Smith that other people see. I think he'll be a good tight end. I think he'll will will catch passes, but. Compared to those other two guys in the class, and specifically Hawkinson, a lot of times the three got clumped together, and I think there should be a bigger gap than there really is. All of that being said, we're doing this exercise to see if they're going to start week one. I'm going to say that it will not be a two-tight end set, and Kyle Rudolph will be there, so he will not be a starter week one. Uh, Also, to add note to that, I didn't put TJ Hawkinson on this list because I think we can all agree he's going to start. Yeah, so that's not what this exercise is about. But uh, back to Irv Smith. Chev, do you think he can make it past that uh, vaunted Chicago Bears defense and be productive in year one? I mean, I think that I think they could could get it done. Like, I've been talking about it this whole offseason. I think, I think the Vikings are going to try to run the ball a little more, just in my opinion. Uh, we'll see if I'm right or wrong, but I just see them kind of trying to run the ball more. And I think just Rudolph's situation has just been absolutely weird to me this offseason. They would talk about trading him, and then he's getting offered a five-year deal. I think that it's just insane to me that that is how this offseason's gone for Rudolph. I can't imagine what he's kind of thinking at the moment. 
but I, I still think uh, there's a chance that he could be traded. Uh, I don't think Irv Smith Jr. is going to be the starter. I think, like what Gary said, I think Rudolph's going to be uh, that one tight end and that one tight end set. So I, I do agree that the Vikings are going to run the ball more. So, Chev, you're saying if somebody would offer you a player like Alexander Madison in a trade, you should take him, right? Oh, yeah. Give me Alexander Madison all day, baby. So, Garrett, do you want me to resend that trade? Don't try to play with my feelings. <laughs> this is this is evil manipulation tactics. <laughs> he sends over. Chev, I don't, I don't think you knew about this. So I'll update no, you know. and... Uh, all three of our listeners at the no, same time. No, listen, we are up to an estimated 13 subscribers. Thanks, everybody. hey Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you. Um, so Mike comes over, and he's like, hey, I'm going to send you your boy, Alexander Madison. He yeah. sends it over for J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Straight oh, up. Oh, he, he knows that I love J.J. too, and I have J.J. like eight spots higher on my rankings. Mm-hmm. But he's going to tease me with my other guy that I like. That's yeah. Is that just mean or is that just me? We just need our own segment just about how Mike's always trying to just stump you and just 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 st- steal all your players and all that good stuff. I love when I hear all these stories that what Mike's trying to do <laughs> he to you. Constantly, he constantly. <laughs> and the thing that cracked me up too was when I saw I had a trade for Mike, I thought it was fascinating because Mike's always like, I never trade. I hate mm-hmm. trading. Blah, 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 blah. And then I see a trade from him. I was like, this has got to either be like him trolling me or like the worst effort offer I've ever seen. And it was it was the troll. So but it was kind of both. If you think about it, <laughs> I mean, it's not a terrible offer. It's not a good offer. Hey, well, but. speaking of trades, did you see the one that I, I scored uh, this week? I put it up on Twitter. No. What was it? I got Curtis Samuel and I traded away a 2019 third. Uh, oh, that's right. League. I did see that. That was a great trade. It was a 2019 third in Kenny Stills. Two yeah. two. Yeah, that was a great I, I'm saying, like, I I told him I wanted uh, Samuel. He's like, oh, well, offer me a wide receiver and a pick. So I just picked the worst wide receiver on my team. I'm like, hey, people think he's not in the league anymore. So how about him in a 2019 third? So. <laughs> yeah, when I saw that, I could not believe it. I mean, you got Curtis Samuel for dirt cheap, man. That, that's incredible. Good for, well, good for you, man. Good job. Well, so the way I saw it is, look, this is a starting offer. I'll throw it out. If he doesn't want it, we keep talking or we move on. And mm-hmm. he took it. So I am going to gladly take that. All right, so moving on from Irv Smith and Jay Sternberger, we are going to leave the NFC North completely. Let's go up to Buffalo. Dawson Knox. I know Chev doesn't know much about him. Uh, the only thing that you really should know is he's basically the only healthy tight end in Buffalo right now. So, is, Garrett, is he winning this starting job by default, or is he actually winning it? He's winning it more by default at the moment. That being said, there's a lot of good reports about what he looks like. Now, we should take those with a grain of salt. Everybody looks amazing in OTAs. Everybody's killing it. You know, it's... So, so let's not get too crazy on that. But going back and looking at how he played, he's a very talented player. He's a little raw, came in as a quarterback. Um, he had one of the weirder statistics of for somebody that got drafted fairly high in the third round, dude didn't have a single receiving touchdown this season, which I thought was a really weird statistic. Actually, did not Garrett, have one receiving touchdown. He didn't have one ever. That's what I thought. I was going to say ever. Wow. And then yeah. I then I was like, ah, maybe I'm forgetting that. So, okay. So, he he didn't have a single receiving touchdown in his entire college career, which is uh, a little odd to say the least. 
He did have two tackles, though. Well, that makes up for it. Kind of. If, <laughs> if you're in an IDP league and you score for tackles, then yeah. Yeah, there you go. And it counts for your offensive players. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot to like. He's, he's really athletic. Um, I think he would be an obvious target for Josh Allen. So I'm, I'm thinking he's going to be the week one starter. So what I'm seeing here, just looking at his college stats, and admittedly I have not seen a lot of Dawson Knox, so I'm just going to give you takeaways from looking at the stats. Um, he's only played in college a total of 18 games over three seasons. So it looks like he misses some time. One game in 2016, 8 and 17, and 9 and 18. Um, what I am liking from him, though, is his average per reception is 15.5 yards. So... You know, can that translate to the NFL? Uh, obviously not big on yardage, just 605 total yards and no touchdowns. So. He, he looked really good in the Senior Bowl stuff, too, if I remember correctly. I don't remember him from the Senior Bowl. I'm pretty sure. Let me double check, but I'm, I'm fairly confident that he had a, he had a really good sen- Senior Bowl. Um, I think Foster funny. Moreau did as well. But I watched the Senior Bowl three times for an article I was writing at the time. By the way, the third time you watch a game, that you really don't have too much to root for in it's it's not great i can tell you that so um chef i'm guessing nothing to add on dawson knox i don't really have a lot on him either it just sounds like he's allergic to td so i mean i don't know if i want that guy on my team i think so i think you're right yeah so go away dawson knox um so that is no, it. come to my team dawson knox i like you i think you're a good player well, you know what? I think I have him. So what about him and Madison for J.J. Arcega-Whiteside? Hmm. That's tempting. Well, I don't know if I have him, but I'll get him, <laughs> and then I'll trade him to you. How's it's that sound? It's tempting. I, I don't know that I would pull the trigger, but, but that's a much better offer. That's for sure. All right. We'll work Let on me it. think about it. Let me think about it. We'll get there. You're, you're hearing it here first, everybody. I will have J.J. Arcega-Whiteside by this time next week. Oh, see, now I just don't want to trade him. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll kick Garrett out of the league that he started. <laughs> All right, so – or no, is that the Nerd Herd Writer League? Uh, I honestly don't remember what league you sent it to me in. It could be yeah, either one. But you're not the commissioner either, so you can't kick me out of either one. I could put in a word. So that is it for tight ends. Uh, we didn't go with the obvious route in TJ Hawkinson, so let's talk about some wide receivers now. Uh, let's start with one that may or may not be obvious. How about DeKalen Zacharias Metcalf, Seattle Seahawks? I'm going full name here, by the way. Chev, what do you think? We're going to go West Coast first. What do you think about DK, Chev? I think I can see him being a starter day one um, just because of his ability to kind of open up the field uh, and get down the field on those wide uh, nine routes. So I think I think he's going to be a guy that can kind of open up the offense for Russell Wilson and – uh, Chris Carson and uh, uh, Penny as well. So, I mean, they're always going to have Tyler Lockett there. I think he's going to play a little more in the slot of what I've been hearing. So uh, that's actually going to be really good for Tyler Lockett, I think. I think that's going to help him get his targets up. I know last week I I was kind of down on him, but if he's going to be in the slot, I think that's going to help him out a lot. Uh, but I, I can see DK, DK being a guy that can start week one. Uh, I'm not sure of the production he's going to have. I think he's going to have those games where he can get down the field and just make that one big grab, maybe for two touchdowns or something like that. But I think I think I just see him being a starter rather than a guy sitting uh, in street clothes. Well, we got it. We're going back to that. <laughs> yeah, as much as I'm not a big DK guy, uh, you draft a kid in the second round, you hype him up as much as you have this off season. 
you're looking at a wide receiver core that's pretty depleted, especially with the loss of, of Doug Baldwin. I, I would be shocked if he's not a starter week one. I would agree with that. Um, personally, I'm not buying any DK shares. I just think he's a real big boomer bust guy. And, hey, while we're going full name, I was just thinking of another guy who has initials for a first name, O.J. Howard. Do you know what his real name is? Orange juice. Octavius. Actually, Chev was closer. It's <laughs> Otarius Jabari Howard. Otarius Jabari Howard. Yeah, you like that? Five That's a son. That's his name. That's what she said, Chevin. Keep it clean, okay? Um, <laughs> wow. Hey, uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's stick out there out on the West Coast. We're going to stick in the desert this time, though, and we're going to start with Chev again. I kind of lumped them together just because... Um, I think the team is go. Obviously, the team's going in a new direction, uh, revamping that receiver core. I got Andy Isabella and Hakeem Butler uh, just lumped together because they're on the same team. I feel like these guys are going to be starters. I think they're going to run a lot of four wide receiver sets. Chev, what do you think? I honestly, to start out the season, I can maybe see one of the two starting. Not 100% sure which one yet. Uh, but I think with Larry Fitzgerald there at the moment, I think that's going to kind of hurt Butler. Uh, but I'm a big Butler guy. I love Butler. I think he's going to do great things in, with Arizona and uh, Kyler Murray. I think that tandem's going to work really well. I believe they're actually roommates this offseason. So I really look forward to the seeing that bond growing and kind of them uh, succe- succeeding in the red zone. Uh, I think he's going to be a big threat there. Um, but at the moment, I don't know if I can say both of them are going to be starters. I think um, they're going to be... I mean, a team that wants to kind of throw the ball and kind of get DJ in open area and kind of get him going. I think that's their main goal. Um, but, I mean, Kyler Murray's got the talent to kind of throw the ball around too. So uh, I can kind of see, probably see one or two of them starting, or one of one of two of them starting, but I, I can't see both of them starting at the same time uh, this this beginning of the season. From what I was uh, reading on, on Twitter, one of their beat reporters kind of tweeted out, as of right now, the plan is that uh, Andy Isabella and Christian Kirk will start in the slot. Mm-hmm. Larry Fitzgerald will start on the outside. But remember, they're going to be running that air raid offense, so they're really going to be starting yeah. four receivers for the most part. So now it's up to Hakeem Butler and then a slew of other people, including Kevin White, as to who will be the other outside starter week one. Do you think Kevin White has an actual shot here? Mm, probably not, but yeah. I mean, who knows? Yeah, uh, I don't want to talk about Kevin White. <laughs> I wouldn't either. It's okay. I got a lot of first. We could talk about Freddie Mitchell if you want to talk about misses at wide receivers. Or am I dating myself here? A little bit. All right, but, but I do remember him, though. Fred X, he always delivers. Um, oh, let's. <laughs> he did that one time, 4th and 26. All right, so let's move on then. And we're going to go to... Um, his initial name isn't as fun as DeKalen Zacharias, but we have Arthur James Brown of the Tennessee Titans. Let's start with Garrett this time. Is he going to be a starter? So I haven't heard anything. Have you guys heard anything on that potential uh, hamstring. Uh, hamstring injury? All I heard was that he left OTAs and did not return. I haven't heard anything else. Okay, My well. guess is they're kind of just going to hold him back a little bit, even if he just barely tweaked it or anything, I think. You draft a guy like that, I think you kind of want to not push the limits and kind of just hold him back for a little bit and maybe wait till minicamp. Yeah. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. 
I do expect him to be a starter, assuming uh, all of his health stuff uh, is okay. He is looking at a bunch of just jags other than Corey Davis uh, on the on the Tennessee Titans receiving core. So there's not really much of a threat. I mean, you you have Adam Humphreys, but I expect him to be more more running the slot for the most part. So I expect him to be a starter and involved week one. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, like A.J. Brown. I just wish that his initial name was more fun. That's the only knock I have on A.J. Brown. You guys No, nothing? All right. I mean, <laughs> I agree. Okay, thank you. <laughs> agree with the host. I'm your boy. You stand behind your I, boys. I got your back. Yeah, A.J., your mom should have named you something cooler. She sucks. Oh, is that was well, that too far? Too hard. Yeah, too, too hard. hard. Oh, man, calm down, was, man. Calm down. I always go like, you know, either like way too soft or way too hard. No, really, actually, really gotta find this happy medium, man. Dang it, Yashev, have you noticed that <laughs> even when Garrett is trying to be like tough and intimidating, he's still the nicest guy in the world? Well, for me, I've seen Garrett kind of in his element where he kind of gets upset and mad at people. So yeah. I know right, I know right now it's it's kind of calm, but. You don't want to. The you don't beast. want that bad man to come out. Yeah, you don't want the beast to come out. I promise you that. I want to see it. I want to see. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> All right. So let's let's move on from Arthur James. Boring. Uh, another guy that I'm high on, Paris Campbell, or Campbell. Sorry, wide receiver, Camp- Indianapolis Ooh. Colts. Yeah. Camp- hard pull. Hard P and Campbell. Um, I. I personally think he's got a real good shot to be a week one starter. Uh, the dude's explosive. Did you know I heard on a podcast, and I really wish that I could credit who it was. I don't know who it was. I apologize. I think in Urban Meyer's entire tenure, was it? Did you say this on the Dynasty Nerds podcast? I can't remember. I don't know. Maybe. I listened, uh, He had the most receiving yards of any wide receiver ever. In Urban Meyer's program, be it no, Ohio, it was it you? No, it wasn't me. Okay, um, out of Ohio State, Florida, and where was he? Bowling Green or something like that. Or, yeah, he was at he was at Bowling Green and Utah, I think too, right? Yep, and he was at yeah. Utah with Alex Smith. So all those wide receivers that came through all those programs, guys like Michael Thomas, um, and he was the most prolific yardage. Percy Harvin. Percy Harvin, right? Uh, shame about Percy Harvin. I loved him, but you have the whole headache thing. Um, so I'm thinking he's a week one starter, and he should be. Garrett, what do you think, since you're an Ohio State fan? Yeah, I. it depends what you consider a starter. Um, I could see a scenario where starting off right away, he's more of the third receiver, and so there might be some sets where he's not actually on the field. And so I don't know if they'll technically classify him as a starter or not. But I do expect him to be involved uh, from the onset. Don't they usually consider uh, slot guys? Aren't they usually considered starters now? Because a lot of teams run three wide receiver sets. I think it depends on, you know, I don't know. I'll have to to do some more digging. I always thought that they they were very specific with starting. And it was the the first uh, set that the offense played was kind of what they considered the starter. Um, But I I could be a – that is just an assumption I've always had, and that could be a billion percent wrong. So I'll do some digging and and get some better information on that. All right. Well, please do, and your homework is due by 1 (laughs) a.m. 
Shiv, is Paris Campbell a starter week one? Yeah, I can definitely see Paris Campbell being a starter week one. Um, I do love me some Deion Kane, so uh, I saw some uh, stuff, something came up on Sleeper talking about how he'll kind of be slow to get get going, I think, something like that. But I do love Deion Kane. I think he can be a guy that could eat into kind of what Paris Campbell does. But I think Paris Campbell, a uh, week one, uh, could very well be the start or be a starter in the slot pod probably for uh, that offense. And, I mean, get, you get to have Andrew Luck and all those guys in that offense. I mean, he's going to he's gonna find his spots to get open. So I, I think he, he could thrive definitely in that offense. So I agree 100%. I love Deion Kane and I love Paris Campbell. I'm actually targeting him in my home league draft at 1-7, um, which I think would be a good value for him. So moving on from Paris Campbell, let's go to Mecole Hardman. I mean, this guy, you want to talk about since the before the draft, I don't think hardly anybody was talking about him. After the draft, I mean, he is the draft's darling this year. So, Chev, is he is he going to be a week one starter? I mean, now we're hearing, I saw today, that world's worst human being Tyreek Hill could report for training camp. I mean, there is no DA investigation, supposedly. Um, my call-out is still there. Anytime, anywhere. I changed it. You got to pay for my flight, though. Um, so <laughs> Hey, you know, I want to fight you, but I want you to pay for a ticket for me to come to you so I can beat you up. Look, here's the deal. He's a millionaire. <laughs> I am not a millionaire. That's why I'm doing a free podcast right now. Mm-hmm. I thought that the raise that I was told I was getting started last pay period. Well, apparently ah. it started June 1st. So I worked all that overtime and spent time away from my family and didn't have a freaking raise to show for it. Ooh, that's a low blow. That being said, now that I'm triggered, Tyreek Hill, if you want to hit somebody, hit me, you big P word. But that being said, <laughs> I'm trying to keep it clean because... If we if we curse too much, I have to click the box on transistor for explicit content, and I don't want to lump us into that. I want to do that. I think the funnier thing is just Garrett's laugh. I th- I think I broke. I think I broke Garrett. Bro, you just. What? You big p word. Oh man. I'm saving that to say it to his face. <laughs> Maybe. But that being said... Oh, man, that me, was good. Ooh, Mikkel, <laughs> you're welcome. Mikkel Hardman seemed like he was drafted to replace the guy who's now supposedly coming back. Possibly. I don't know if there's going to be a suspension. Um, so now that this news breaks, everyone was really slotting him, him, draft, dra- slotting him in, drafting this guy super high. What does this mean for me, Cole, now? I don't know. The, the whole situation is just super ugly. It's it's definitely hard for me to get behind a guy that has all these kind of allegations and the audio that we heard. Uh, it, when you listen to it, it just makes you sick to your stomach that he wants somebody to fear for their life when they're together. And, and I mean, that's that's her that's her baby daddy. So, I mean, that, that's tough to see. Um, I, I, I think Tyreek Hill could get like a a game suspension at probably the most i would think or at the least i would hopefully the nfl would take that kind of action but i mean at this point we have no idea um i think miko harman is definitely going to see some some action definitely in the beginning of the season i think with there's got to be a suspension or something going on 
but I think he'll definitely see do see some targets. Uh, he's going to be in offense with with uh, Mahomes, but I just don't see him possibly. Bl- Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So the so the lifelong question to who let the dogs out? Chevin Nooney. Chevin you can find him on Twitter at Chev Boyardee. Boy is spelled B O I. Who? 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 But yeah. So I mean, uh, this has just been a crazy, crazy couple minutes here. But this is the best I mean, podcast ever. <laughs> it might be the most fun I've ever had doing a podcast. To be honest yeah. with you. I mean, but you got Pringle there too, so it's definitely gonna be tough. Um, but I mean, we'll see. I don't. I don't. I think people are kind of regretting taking McCall Hardman in the first round. I, I would definitely mm-hmm. be regretting that decision at the moment. Agreed. Or definitely scared about it because I mean, you spent a lot of draft capital to get that guy, and he has the biggest question mark on his back right now. Just because Pringle, I've seen, has gone in there and kind of, kind of giving him a run for his money. I haven't seen too much on Hardman, so I definitely think Hardman has a chance, but he's gonna have to definitely earn it uh, in that offense. Yeah, I'm at the point where I've never been the biggest Hardman supporter. Uh, not, I shouldn't say supporter. That's the wrong word. Truther would probably be a better better word for that. I do think that he is a, a fine player, but if Tyree kills there, he's basically more of an insurance policy more than anything else. Right. I don't really see him getting a lot of run. So uh, as of right now, I would be very surprised if he started week one. Yeah, I, I'm I'm staying away. My whole strategy with Kansas City, the only guy I really, really want is Mahomes, and he's obviously unattainable. So any guy that I'm drafting in a startup, I'm taking them, holding them for a little bit, and then trading them super high. Just because the whole Kansas City offense, um, you know, they're so inflated price-wise right now that the return I'm getting back for them is way more than the draft capital that I put into them. So um, that's my piece of strategy with the Kansas City Chiefs. That being said, Tyreek Hill will fear when I'm in the room with him. Yeah, possibly. P-word. Yeah, <laughs> P-word. He is a major P-word. <laughs> so um, the last the last non-P-word on the list is Deontay Johnson, wide receiver for the P-berg Steelers. I guess <laughs> I, I'm all about P tonight. You know, I, I'm saying Paris can't pull. I, I can't talk. That's P true. words every word. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm changing too many diapers over here. I think is part of the problem is you know it's Got like my wife. Brain. Dude, it's my P word. It, why? What I want to know. I want to ask my wife is like she peed in her diaper. Why are you getting so excited about it? Like, and then she's <laughs> kicking on the changing table, and it's a whole thing. Like, I I just took a leak. Nobody cares. <laughs> Seriously, I, I paid the mortgage. Nobody cares. Oh, but if there was a foreclosure notice, everybody would care. Yeah, right. No one All right, cares. Let's get back to the football. I'm, <laughs> I'm triggered now. Look what you guys oh did my to me. Gosh. Deontay Johnson was a third round pick out of some college. I don't even know. Toledo. I'm all up. It's Toledo, yeah. Toledo. Same. What didn't Tyreek Hill go to Toledo or was that Cream Hunt? Cream Hunt. Well, damn him too for whatever he did. <laughs> Didn't he kick somebody? Yeah, didn't he, he did. didn't he didn't kick a woman? Yeah. Alright. I we're getting a tag team together. Who who which one of you is burlier? Shevin or Garrett? Alright, Garrett. Alright, Garrett, you and me. Kareem I Hunt. I don't know that I, I don't know that I can do this. I'd be laughing too hard. Because all I'll be picturing is you walking up to him and be like, Hey, you P word. That's that's all I'll be able to think of and I won't be able to fight. So 
Well, Deontay Johnson is out of Toledo, where Kareem Hunt went. He's next on my list when he's not on the Browns, because I'm going to try to be nice to all these Brown fans out there. There you go. He was drafted in the third round, and there's a good possibility that I think he's their slot receiver this year. Unless I know that Juju's taking some snaps out of the slot, too. So are we talking starting potential for Deontay Johnson, gentlemen? Let's start with Garrett to get him to stop laughing for a couple minutes. I know, bro. I've laughed so <laughs> much this episode. Oh, man. I, the analysis on this episode is probably terrible, but the enjoyment factor should be fairly high. I, I'm struggling with Deontay Johnson the most out of all of the players that we've talked about as to whether he'll be starting week one. I don't know the full context, but I know he did uh, play a little bit with the ones um, so far this offseason. Uh, I do still expect Washington to be more of the guy out of the gate than, than Johnson would be. I do know Moncrief, you know, they did sign him to a deal. So he's going to play some sort of role. So if I had to choose, I would say that I think he will probably not be a starter right out of the gate. But I don't anticipate it being long before he's involved. So the whole running with the ones thing, I always take that with a grain of salt because sure. when you hear running with the ones, the next thing I do is look at the injury report for OTAs. Like, right. did this guy miss time? Is this guy taking a rest day? Because you know, right now we're talking, um, okay, Eagles OTAs. Carson Wentz is bombing him down the field to JJR to say good white side. So technically that would mean he's running with the ones, correct? Carson Wentz is starting yep. quarterback? Okay, so – uh, but then I looked, and Jeffrey there was and a couple. Were out. They were out. You know, Jackson was there, but there were Mac Collins is still recovering from. I think it was sports hernia surgery last year. So, a lot of times, running with the ones is by necessity, not by the coach's choice. Sure, um, Chev, you're, you have any thoughts on Deontay Johnson? I'm not going to fight him, so we're good. Okay, so but, we're good. We're not going to call him any, call him any uh, bad words. So we're good In all that. fairness, I have been working out, so I'm going to get to the point where eventually I could back up my words. There okay. you go. Okay, so that's what I like to see. Yeah. We're getting right. there. <laughs> Swole my yeah. powers. Ooh. Hey, there's okay. no S on the end of my name, Garrett. Don't make me make you next. Ooh. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Deontay Johnson. Chevin, what do you think about him? <laughs> now I know his trigger. Just give him that kidding. S. <laughs> The S word. The S word. Uh, oh, no. That's, <laughs> it's just a letter. So, so Deontay Johnson, back to that. Um, I think he, I mean, like I said on the last couple of episodes, he's got a chance, uh, but I think definitely they're going to let Washington kind of get that first opportunity to take that take that jump and get into the wide receiver too. Uh, but he can definitely, I think he can beat out Moncrief. Moncrief really hasn't got to gotten to his potential, I don't think. I think he's kind of just... He's done well, but he hasn't done it as extremely good as he probably could have. So I think Johnson can definitely take uh, take a step into that role if he if needed in that three wide receiver set. Yeah, I agree. Um, personally, based on where I'm seeing him going in drafts, rookie drafts, I'm probably going to go elsewhere. Um, I just think I don't know. For me, I always have a hard time predicting the Pittsburgh offense. I don't know why. I, I just do. But that actually reminds me of a funny story. I worked at a dealership for a little bit, and they they gave me a name tag, and it was wrong. They spelled my last name Bowers. And um, 
the service manager was such a dork. His name was Dan. He'd always come up and go, Mike, why aren't you wearing your name tag? And I'm like, Dan, I freaking told you a hundred times you spelled my name wrong. Just wear it anyway. It's fine. I'd be like, well, what if I said your name wrong constantly, Dan? And then he'd get all pissed off and it was a whole thing. So just the, that was a little rewind from my past. So it was Mike Bauer with no S dynasty that, rewind moment. And you know, I feel life that, rewind moment. I, I filled out paperwork. Like you could just look at the HR paperwork and see that there's no S on my name. There's actually no, my middle name has an S in it. So there is one in there, but there you go. Well, if it makes you feel any better, everybody always gives me two T's. So that's why I asked, I thought maybe you misspelled your own name, which I've done. I mix up the E and the A sometimes. There you go. Yeah. So that's okay. All right, so that's it for rookies that could start week one um, in the NFL or uh, on your fantasy team and rookies that back up people that I want to fight. So next up, we are going to move to listener questions. Let me get my mobile device out here. Okay, we have two listener questions today. I mean, keep them coming, people. You're really challenging us. Um, This is from Rob Sony. Also, Rob, please tweet me and tell me if I'm saying your last name right. I, I hate to say people's names wrong, so no I apologize. No one on this podcast has ever said anyone's last name wrong, so. Really? Yeah, just for the record. No one has ever done that. Oh. Are you making fun of me right now? Nope. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> so he wants to know, biggest talent you can score in the late rounds of rookie drafts that are falling due to off-the-field issues i.e. Callaway, Didi, and Hill in past years. So he asked us a similar question a while back, um, but I understand where he's coming from with this. My thought is, you know, if these teams think that they're a steal, will people stay away from them in the rookie draft and you can make them a steal in your rookie draft? Personally, I can't think of anybody, Rob. I, I wish I could help you out more. Maybe Garrett or Chev has some some knowledge on some guys i I do think we touched on him before i know preston williams is a guy um that had some of the off the field issue stuff so um he would be one guy but other than that the only other guy that uh kind of sort of had off the field issues uh was jalen hurd um and it was more about you know was he a cancer in tennessee and then he wanted to switch positions and all that kind of stuff so he would be kind of sort of another one but for the most part, we didn't really have some of the character concerns in this class that uh, we've had in some other classes. Chev, you got anything? Yeah, so I was just going to hit on Preston Williams again. I, I think he's a guy you can get definitely late in the draft. Uh, he's in Miami. Uh, not too many wide receivers there that are going to threaten him uh, if he kind of steps into that role. Uh, the only concern, like we said, is that off-the-field issue. So you could get a steal or you could get a dud of, of him just being a – just being a P word, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so oh, one thing I did here on a podcast, and this was a while back. And again, I can't remember the podcast. Please forgive me. I think it was about Rodney Anderson had, um, I think he was accused of something sexual. Like there was quote unquote digital insertion. I don't whatever. Um, but then he. Wait, what? He, yeah well hold on i'm not done with the story yet that's that's what the police report said but what happened was he wasn't into this girl he stopped calling her so she made up a story about it so that was the whole thing there that's the only other thing that i know of but he's a talent that could be had for sure later rounds of the draft because 
you know, if he didn't have the injuries, he would have been a high pick. But I think right now he's definitely fallen, um, fallen back. Oh, Chev's making fun of me in the chat. Insertion is spelled wrong. Okay, there's an E in there, buddy. <laughs> there's no S though, Chev. <laughs> Hey, no S. No, I got a, no problem with that. I got that part. All right. So our last question of the, the week, and this goes out to our show mascot, Tyler. Is this the official fan of the Dynasty Rewind? This is our number one fan of the Dynasty That's Rewind. That's what I like and to I, hear. I'm going yes. to see Tyler tomorrow. Um, just seriously, great dude. You guys would love him. He has been my biggest supporter, hands down, after my wife, um, every he reads every article I write. He li- he's listened to every what podcast we have, every podcast that Garrett and I done because Garrett and I did a couple um, before Shevin came on board just to kind of get the flow worked Test out. Test the if, waters. Exactly. If anybody ever wants to hear that for whatever reason, just hit me up on Twitter at the rate five. I'll send you the link. You're just gonna have to listen to it to, to, on the browser on your computer. But um, the audio quality is the same. It's just me and Garrett. There's no Chev, so it might not be as good. Um, so his it was BC quest- before Chevin. See that? <laughs> Look at that. Uh, so his question for this week: Who should he take with the eighth pick this year? Considering he has Melvin Gordon, Saquon Barkley, uh, Derrick Henry, Adams. I don't know which Adams. Uh, Devontae Adams. He has Odell Beckham and Amari Cooper. What was the first part of about? What was the first part of that question again? I missed it before Barkley and all that. Who should he take this year with the eighth pick in our draft? And then he has all those guys. So for me, I I try to not predetermine who I'm taking in a draft. It's it's easier when you're you know at pick two or pick three to kind of have a pretty good idea of who you're going to take. But that that late in a draft, I try not to already decide like I'm going with a wide receiver. I'm going you know, with this tight end or I'm, I kind of like to wait and let the draft come to me. One, one thing I will say specifically about this class though, after pick four or so, the players are very in a very similar tier until about like the mid second. And so at that point, if there's somebody that is interested in that pick, I would have no issue moving back. Um, but <laughs> uh, you guys can't, you guys can't type stuff while I'm talking. I, I get distracted so easily. <laughs> then, then don't look at it. Answer I the can't, question. I, look, here's the thing. I can't multitask at all. Ask, like, ask my wife. She will tell you. I cannot multitask. So if anything else happens and distracts me, like it's, it's game over. Um, so anyway, um, I don't even know where it's oh uh with the pick. So I mean I would have no issue. That's a good range for uh Debo Samuel, uh Hawkinson. I love JJ, but you probably wouldn't even have to take him that early. Um but I'm I'm a big fan in this draft of trade screw you, Mike. <laughs> uh I'm a big fan of trading back uh if I'm in the uh, kind of late end of the first round. I have no problem trading back and acquiring additional picks, 2020 picks, whatever. So I, I agree with that. Um, I like, I think JJ would actually be a really good addition to his team specifically. Um, but you could probably trade back. And one of the dudes in our league is going to be more than happy 
to swoop in and definitely trade up because um, he's super active and he's definitely going to want to get picks. So um, hopefully that helped our super fan Tyler out. So do you guys have any other questions that you know of that maybe people talk to you off the air about or, you know, message to you personally? I don't think so. I don't think I have any. Yeah, I can't think of any at the moment now. Honestly, I was just stalling to take a drink of water. So um, (laughs) hopefully we answered all your questions. And we did find out that Garrett does pay attention to the podcast chat while he's supposed to be talking. Yep. So our... Can't multitask. (laughs) Speaking of water, did you guys see Schefter trying to chug that water? Water Oh, so bad. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. (coughs) That was embarrassing. That was terrible. Just stick to being an NFL insider. Yes. Please do that. Um, so our rewind for the week, this is kind of an interesting fact. The Seattle Seahawks have never lost an NFC championship game, and they've been in three. But they have lost an AFC championship game, and that was Ooh. in the 1983 season. So it was technically in January of 1984, and they lost it to the Los Angeles Raiders. Huh. That was yeah. a good fact. I yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy, and I think it's funny when teams kind of oh, – were there any other teams that switched from AFC to NFC or vice versa? I think the Steelers did back in the day, and that was so that they can continue to have the Browns as their rival. But I think that was around the NFL-AFL merger Yeah, time. I was going to say, I think that was merger. Okay, so that I'm not going to count that then. So none others that I could think of at this time. The only, the only other ones I can think of are like baseball. I know the yeah. Astros did that. Well, hey, if we're missing something, feel free to hit us up on Twitter at the Dynasty, or at Dynasty Rewind Nova, and let me know if we missed anything. But one thing we don't want to miss at all, Garrett's verse of the week. Go ahead, Garrett. Yeah, so this week we're going to be in Joshua chapter 1. And this is verse 9. It says this, This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And that was a specific moment where... Um, Moses had passed away, and God was speaking directly to Joshua in in this time of transition. And even though this was a specific promise to a specific person at a specific time, um, this still is applicable to us today. If we're if we're following uh, what God is calling us to do, He's not just going to abandon us and and leave us on our own. So we have nothing to fear. We have nothing to be uh, afraid of. But be strong and courageous in whatever he's calling us to do because he's going to be with us wherever we go. Well said, Garrett. Like always, I love it. Thank you for bringing the fire every week. I also apologize for getting you off your game there in the uh, <laughs> podcast chat. That was um, pretty good. <laughs> I try. Hey, want to say thank you to everybody. Um, the Bluetooth speaker died, so I can't play Laird's commercial. But thank you to Laird for making that awesome music for us at Laird CRTV. That's his uh, website. I think you could find him. Um, Gretchen, she made the logo. She's at the Twisted Plot Co. on Instagram. You can find her awesome work there. Um, I want to thank the guys at the Back Row Show for making us realize that we got to stand up for our boys. So listen, challenge is out there. Tyreek Hill didn't accept his. Are you going to accept yours? Uh, aside from that, really excited for next week. We are going to have Bob Long on, and he wrote the Fantasy Consistency Manual. Um, he's going to be the first guest of the Dynasty Rewind. Uh, that is confirmed, but just in case anything would happen, don't hate me if we would have to cancel or rearrange. Do you guys have anything else to add before we head on out? Nope, that's it for me. Jeff? Nope. Nope. Thank you guys for uh, listening to our podcast. That's all I can say. Yeah. I. You know what? Great. 
great point. Thank you to all our listeners everywhere. Um, really appreciate it, especially all of our European listeners. Uh, I would really be interested to find out how you guys found about found out us about it. Are you uh, original to Europe? Or are you an expat? Especially that guy in China. Definitely hit us up on Twitter at Dynasty. He doesn't like us anymore. We established that at the beginning of the pod. The the government doesn't like us anymore. He still loves us. Right? This isn't Tiananmen Square. But that being said, you can find us on Twitter at Dynasty Rewind. Garrett, where can we find you? At Dynasty Price. Chev? At Chev Boyardee. And I'm at the Bower 85 Once again, this has been the Dynasty Rewind. Remember, be kind. Please rewind. We'll see you next week.